presented by Facebook. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manavolan. It's Tuesday. Wyoming heads to the polls today for their primaries, and, well, it's not looking good for Liz Cheney. It's her Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. When it comes to dealing with Donald Trump, plenty of Republicans have chosen sycophancy, backing him no matter what. Others pick their spots, delivering an occasional critique alongside heapings of praise. Others just keep their heads down and hope for the best. And then there's Liz Cheney, a three-term congresswoman from the least populous state in the union, go Wyoming. Cheney walked into Congress the same month that Trump walked into the Oval Office. During his presidency, she voted with Trump more than 90% of the time. But now, she's a Republican face of the anti-Trump movement, a position she cemented when she sat as the vice chair of the January 6th Select Committee. And it'll likely cost Cheney her political career, at least for now. Trump made it his mission to oust her from Congress and Republican politics after she voted to impeach him, and more importantly, refused to stop talking about the danger she believes he poses to the GOP and American democracy. Today, Wyoming Republicans will choose whether to nominate Cheney or another Republican, most likely the Trump-endorsed Harriet Hageman, who previously endorsed Cheney and called the former president, quote, racist and xenophobic, but has more recently hugged Trump and Trumpism tight. Almost no one expects Cheney to win. As Politico's Zach Montalero reports in his curtain razor this morning in today's playbook, quote, while Cheney has significantly outraised Hageman, the challenger has held wide leads in every poll that has been publicly released. The latest poll from the Casper Star Tribune has Hageman leading Cheney by more than 20 points. Cheney's best hope appears to be a surge of non-Republicans voting across party lines. For months, Cheney allies have been courting Democrats and independents to help push her over the finish line. But in a state where just over 117,000 people voted in the 2018 GOP primary, she's likely to need tens of thousands of crossover votes to have any real chance at victory. At a look at her future beyond the end of this Congress, Paul Kane from the Washington Post has a story up that outlines what's on the table for Cheney. From, quote, launching a political organization that focuses on Trump or some think tank work matched with media appearances to running as a, quote, political kamikaze in the 2024 Republican primary. He writes, quote, Cheney is clear-eyed when it comes to her chances of actually winning the presidential nomination in a party that is still so loyal to former President Donald Trump, according to friends and advisors. She sees her future role so similar to how she views the work of the January 6th committee, blocking any path for Trump back to the Oval Office. Another Republican Trump critic, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, is expected to fare much better under a new balloting system that begins today with an all-comers blanket primary. The top four finishers will advance to the general election, which will be conducted using a ranked choice system. The bigger drama in Alaska today concerns the race to finish out the term of late GOP Representative Don Young, with Sarah Palin working to make a comeback after more than a decade away from electoral politics. Voters will also send four candidates out of 22 to the ranked choice November general election ballot for the right to hold the seat in the next Congress. This race is dividing Alaskans, who remember that Palin pioneered the brand of conservative populism that Trump later perfected, but she also has a mixed record of public service for the state. 
The NRSC is pulling back more than $10 million in ad reservations in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arizona, quote, a likely sign of financial troubles, according to Shane Goldmacher at the New York Times. Quote, the states where ad reservations have been canceled are home to three of the nation's most competitive Senate contests. But Chris Hartline from the NRSC pushed back hard on the story, claiming that the money was being shifted from group's independent expenditure unit, which faces fewer spending restrictions, to campaign-coordinated and hybrid ads that enjoy more favorable rates from broadcasters. Quote, nothing has changed about our commitment to winning in all of our target states. Goldmacher's story also notes that, quote, some of the money saved by canceling reservations now would eventually be used to rebook advertising time in coordination with the Senate campaigns. Politico's Natalie Allison has a couple of details. The timing and lack of a clear rationale for the move has some droopy strategists scratching their heads, with one telling her, quote, people are asking, what the hell is going on? Why are we cutting in August? I've never seen it like this before. Here's one important caveat from Natalie, quote, while the scale of these cuts is unprecedented, the NRSC is also ahead of its typical schedule on its ad spending, having already spent $36.5 million on television spots this cycle, as opposed to the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee's $1.9 million to date, and the Senate Leadership Fund, the top GOP super PAC, which plans to outspend the NRSC by tens of millions, is well ahead of its Democratic counterpart. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 11.40 a.m. The Bidens will head back from vacation from South Carolina, returning to the White House at 1.50. At 3.30, President Joe Biden will sign the Inflation Reduction Act into law and deliver remarks. At 7 p.m., Biden will leave the White House, arriving in Newcastle, Delaware at 8.15 p.m. Vice President Kamala Harris has nothing on her public schedule today. The House and the Senate are out today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook is building tools to enhance safety and security. Over 40 million people are using Facebook's privacy checkup each month. That's nearly 60 times the population of Washington, D.C. Learn more about the work ahead at facebook.com forward slash action.